And hey, everybody, we've got a special episode of the HUSET cast, the HUSET Con podcast. Today, Sam and I are talking to Denise Gherkin. She is a professor at Kent State University over cybersecurity there. And she has got a workshop that she's doing for HUSET Con this year. It's the first time we've had a, a workshop in a while. And uh, we're excited about bringing those back. Uh, so we've got the details in the conversation that we have with Denise, and we've got them in the show notes. So look out for that and uh, go get yourself some good training the day before HUSETCon. All right. Thanks for listening. Sam, I'm excited about this episode. It's a special episode. It's not one of our typical ones, but we've got Denise Gherkin here from Kent State University. Used to be at U of H for a long time. Go Cougs. So they, go Cougs. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. <laughs> so she's still got that loyalty to the Houston world, but she's got a great opportunity. But uh, Sam, I'm really excited about having her on. What, what do you think? I'm excited. And not just because of that. We were talking earlier, obviously, we have some mutual connections and she's got some uh, definitely some roots here in Houston, whether or not she's a Ken or not. But also just the fact that we're bringing uh, the whole training thing back into the fold at USACON. That's exactly right. We have not done workshops in a few years. And Denise came to me and was like, hey, what do you think about this? And I was like, that sounds really cool. So we've had uh, a lot of conversations. So Denise, we'll quit talking about USECON. Let's introduce you. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me here. As you said, yeah, my first career actually was University of Houston for 19 years. And I would have imagined I will just end up there, but this is a good transition. Kansas State University presented an amazing opportunity. And I feel like I am really continuing what I have started over there and in collaboration with Houston, in fact. We still have work that we're doing over there with my collaborators at Baylor College of Medicine, the greater Houston area with my network uh, contributions that I made into the Southeast Gigapop. I'm not, I'm not sure if you are familiar with the fiber footprint of mm-hmm. that. And Houston Seacon. I mean, I've been attending the conference for a while. In fact, Art Conklin, uh, now that we think about it, he actually brought me in to my first Houston Seacon. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Art's a huge part of the community. All good friends. He's a good friend of all of us on here. Um, love having him. He's been coming to the conference for years. I've done panels with him. I know Sam has got some professional connections with him too, and his day job has in the past. So, um, He's a great connection as well. So it's I'm just happy to see, and for anybody who's listening, it's like, what do you have this Kent State University professor doing on here? You know, it's like she, Denise has massive connections with the Houston community recently. I mean, like you're still in the throes of moving, right, to yes. Ohio? Yeah. Yes, so- we just, in fact, moved a month ago, and it's been yeah, it's been great because we kind of escaped the heat of Houston. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, right well, now. Yeah, the... for, for those who can't can't watch this video, she's literally got a sweatshirt on and she's <laughs> in her basement. And we're all we almost canceled this episode because we were so mad at her. <laughs> Not really, but right, right. The windows are open. Just make sure ERCOT keeps the air conditioning on. That's all I can say right now in Texas. Yes, I feel I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. I hope there will be relief very soon. Very soon. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Well, Denise, 
let's get into well we're going to talk about your workshop here in a little bit but i really wanted to talk to you about kind of what you kind of alluded to it earlier right what your career was at u of h where you kind of started there and then what led to to the kent state move and the great opportunity you've got going on up there sure so my universe of houston career is really all kinds of things um i guess because i'm a learner i did start with fiber optics believe it or not layer zero we call it right the signals the propagation Mm -hmm. i literally would design fiber optic systems during my phd too and then that led to measurement systems instrumentation and cyber physical systems and that's when our paths crossed with art content impact Uh, And then I started building networks and I started writing code, actually. Programming was a turning point. At that point onwards, cybersecurity is part of everything you do. And we started working on in-network attack surface analysis, network analysis, network troubleshooting. And here we are. Now I am the cybersecurity programs director at Kent State University. We are another uh, NSA center of academic excellence in cyber defense. University of Houston was one of them uh, under the leadership of art. So another familiar environment, I should say, but also in a big way because we have dedicated cybersecurity engineering uh, programs undergraduate and we're working on creating the graduate programs around that Uh, and the college that I'm joining is super hands-on which I love we were just touring the labs from 3D printing to foundry labs to air traffic control unmanned vehicles drones and flight operations you name it everything is hands-on with state-of-the-art equipment in the labs. So I'm super excited about those kind of opportunities here. Wow. That sounds like a lot of fun. It really does. All that with low humidity and not a lot of heat. Exactly. uh, Sounds like a dream. (laughs) Now, how are you going to handle the snow is what I'm going to ask you, though. So I grew up uh, with snow. So I am not concerned about myself. Although, you know, 20 years, maybe it will hit me pretty hard because we got used to one wardrobe. (laughs) There will be four seasons now. We used to pack our winter clothes back in Turkey and then, you know, get ready for summer. Now here, I need to teach my other members of my family. uh, The three of them never saw snow like this, like they didn't live in it. You know, seeing it one day is you're you're a tourist. You just see it and living in it, you know, with that black slug that happens, you know, after it melts and stays on the ground for a long time. Exactly. I'm scared a little bit about that with my family. I, I'm fine myself, but yeah, we'll see. They'll make it. They'll make it. Yes. <laughs> Sam, I know you probably want to ask some questions about what they're doing at OT up there. Are they doing anything up there? Yeah, I'd love to hear more about the, uh, I mean, I know that you had some uh, grants and such that I saw that were uh, related to industrial systems. And so I uh, would love to hear if you're continuing work on that. Yes. In fact, from educational perspective, I am involved in uh, cyber-informed engineering. That's coming out of Idaho National Labs. They are leading the common language, if you will, that we will utilize in order to create a baseline knowledge level in engineering, any engineering field. And this is super important for OT systems because uh, it can state also we have industrial robotics labs and all of the labs that I mentioned 
do have a cyber component since the colleges, College of Aeronautics and Engineering, we include both sides of the engineering fields and Kent State has a holistic view of cybersecurity applications in that the whole campus actually is interested in incorporating cybersecurity concepts into their education so that students can have a minor in cybersecurity, even if they are in political science, let's say, or in linguistics or whatever might be. And this includes in a big way our college. All of the labs that I have been, you know, touring and interacting with are looking forward to analyzing, incorporating the cybersecurity concepts into their curriculum. Yeah, that's fantastic to bring it. I mean, having a minor in cybersecurity, I mean, and being able to apply that in something where you've got to focus, even like a political science, if you're going to go into being a lobbyist or going to politics or whatever and having that background, that's just kind of a part of all of society is fantastic. I love hearing that. That's great. Yes, and our work with uh, Department of Energy, we had a grant, in fact, with ART uh, back then in order to enforce cybersecurity prevention through in-network policy enforcement. Uh, And that even that policy enforcement, you know, uh, basically traces the technological aspects of the problem from layer two up to layer eight. I want to call the human element as layer eight because, you know, how do you write that policy? How do you implement it into the business processes? Uh, Of course, at layer two, I'm thinking maybe I'm omitting the layer one, which is the physical access component. It's at my level. That's actually what the workshop is about too. Layer two, layer three is where what we're going to concentrate on. I'm assuming there's some kind of layer one in place. There's a there's some kind of physical access that's guaranteed that I'm going to trust. So yeah, that's the whole. Typically, like when I was just in IT and not in cyber specifically, doing troubleshooting, you would easily troubleshoot at layer one. And the problem is, is that everybody would go straight to layer three and they would just ignore layer two. And it's like when you start seeing MAC address conflicts and all of that stuff pop up and you're wondering why your port's bouncing up and down and you've done everything. It's like, wait a minute, don't forget about layer two. It's extremely important, extremely important. Let's use that in a segue then. Let's let's talk about the workshop. So uh, again, Sam and I are really excited that you're going to be doing this. We haven't done these in a while. Uh, Just so everybody knows that's listening to this. The workshop's going to be on October the 11th, uh, the day before the conference starts. Um, we've got details. You can get uh, access to it via Bitbright. We'll get all that published in the show notes and everything else. But we wanted to kind of bring this out as a reintroduction to getting more workshops going in the future, in future years as we broaden out HUSECCON. So tell us about this. I'll, I'll say that it's it's called in-network defense, detection and mitigation of layer two and layer three attacks. Obviously, it has a lot to do with your background in, in networking and your networking strengths. Give us a high-level overview, and then we'll kind of dig in. Yes, exactly. I mean, this was a very good segue. So generally speaking, this workshop or at least the components of the training that I'm going to provide came out of how I have seen all of our students coming into the program, cybersecurity program at U of H, or any other aspects of learning about networks, right? Most of the people really get networking. Hey, uh, I did buy the component and put it into the network. It works and we're, we're done. However, when we 
really dig into the details of, hey, did you actually learn how the layer two works? Do you have experience in what does it mean this is a broadcast domain? And sure, there is a MAC address conflict, but can you actually manage MAC addresses in your network? Do you have such an inventory? How would you maintain that even if you had one uh, developed? Those kind of things usually are daunting after a while. And I started attending conferences, industry meetings, and whenever the subject comes up is, oh yeah, you should segment your network, right? And everybody nods. And then when I say, how do you do this? It's more like, oh, I buy this box, you know, such and such. They just provide it to me. And I'm like, let's, uh, you know, understand exactly what that box does. And at that point, the, of course, the conversation goes towards a vendor specific understanding of some kind of feature, which is not specific to network anymore. It's more of a pollution that was implemented, if you will. Uh, the details of trust, where does the trust reside is basically lost in that conversation. So at least my goal, generally speaking, is to go back to the foundations of, you know, how were we doing networking and then come from there and explain, hey, this is what I need to do in my network and how do I shop around to get this done with the vendor space that we have. So who would you uh, say are the right folks to attend this particular workshop? I mean, what's the profile you'd see that would benefit? The professionals who are in the trenches of managing, maintaining networks are all welcome because this is, even if they know the subject, hey, I do know how to do layer three addressing and, you know, I set up my VLANs and subnetting. Even then, maybe brushing up your layer two is going to add some more complexity into how you understand layer three. So that's actually the space that I'm thinking, but I will say even an understanding of this these concepts in the OT domain can help bridge the gap between, hey, enterprise, and this is this is the connectivity that we are looking for here in order to be cyber hygiene, basically. Yeah. So from the and this this may sound like, you know, old man get off my lawn talk here, but there we've got a lot of people entering into cybersecurity these days who don't, who haven't come from a network background. So the typical way a lot of us have entered into cybersecurity is learning all the network stuff really early in our career, because that was our IT kind of career. And then we transitioned into cyber, whereas a lot of people now are going directly into cyber. So is this good for somebody who doesn't know networking very well, or should it be somebody who knows networking, but needs a a refresher in other areas, or is it a combination of both? I would say combination of both, but the workshop will be super useful to people who don't know too much networking because it will it will at least hopefully guide them towards, hey, this is how I should learn it, paying attention to the foundations. But just from my experience, I'm going to say that in my classrooms, I have seen veterans who have been in this field, who found this material useful based on, you know, anecdotal evidence with the conversations with them, because there's not a formal education in this, right? My degree is in electrical engineering. The courses that I have taken, or when I do a 
extensive search of what is being covered in top universities or wherever you know we're getting our computer science electrical engineering degrees we see a networking book that covers common rfcs uh, request for comments uh, where all the standards were established but how were they experimenting with it did like how was that protocol really implemented in a setting where these devices are talking to each other that's usually not covered necessarily in depth uh, that's what I'm shooting for. Can yeah. we really have experience in that? Yeah. And, and again, there's a caveat here. You know, this is a, a one-day course. You're not going to walk into this and expect to come out learning all networking stuff if you don't have any experience. But if you have some of those concepts, and I, I want to make it clear to people that networks are not going away. Everything's not magically going to the cloud these days, especially in the OT world. That is not going away don't blow something like this off and go, I don't need to know networking concepts. You know, I've, I tell anybody who's getting into it, you really need to have a, a good basis of that. And a class like this, while it's not going to teach you everything, it's going to definitely give you some uh, pointers on that and let you know what the troubleshooting is that you can look at. What are some of the common attacks in those areas that all that can just confuse somebody who's never seen them before? So, um, Denise, I really appreciate you being on here. Again, I, before we leave, I want to let everybody know, again, this is October the 11th. When you register for it, and again, this is a paid workshop, by the way. I want everybody to, to realize that it's a paid workshop. But honestly, for a full day, it's uh, about 450 bucks, And it's a full day of training in this. You, you don't get that anywhere else. It includes your breakfast and includes your lunch, your, I mean, that's cheap <laughs> workshop for putting all of this in place. So I would seriously take advantage of it if you can uh, and learn from a uh, industry veteran and somebody who does teaching for a career. We don't always get that in some of our workshops, right? They're, they're people who are coming from a network professional or cybersecurity professional, and they're trying to move those skills in the teaching, whereas Denise comes at it from both ways. She's got a lot of industry expertise and has teaching. So I, it's going to be good. I'm excited. I'm glad you brought up the cloud, by the way. I mean, even if you're using cloud extensively, there are still on-site devices that take you to the cloud. And Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Denise. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you jumping on for this special episode. Thank you and, for having um, me. Yeah. And everybody... Go, we'll uh, we'll have all in the show notes the links to register for it. And if you've got some time before the conference, and we'd love to have you at the conference. And by the way, this does not include, we always get this question, this does not include a ticket to the conference. This is additional to the conference. So if you have that question, we're going to answer that. All right, Denise, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Enjoy the cool weather up there. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you all over there. Sam, uh, any parting thoughts? Yeah, go kooks. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining and uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. This has been a HughesetCon production. HughesetCast is hosted by Michael Farnham and Sam Van Ryder with production and editing by Lauren Lynch. Our music is by August Honey. The views and opinions expressed in this show are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of any entities that they represent. This show is for informational purposes only and does not render or offer to render personalized advice. Subscribe now so you never miss an episode. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook at HughesetCon. 
and you can learn more about the conference or buy tickets at HoustonSecCon.com. Thank you.